0: Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wassalatu wassalamu ala abdillahi wa rasulih Nabiyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Amma ba'd So welcome once again to another part of our series in the perfect beautiful names of Allah Azza wa Jal Asma'u Allah al-Husna and insha'Allah ta'ala before we begin the lesson today I just wanted to make a, a little amendment to what we said last time regarding Al-Khaliq, al bari Al-Musawwir I was trying to find the right word for the meaning of khalq when it is applied to a person other than allah in someone other than allah um, and it means a taqdeer but i think the right word is invent i think the better word and i was trying to find the right word during the class and i just couldn't quite get my tongue around the right word is that we can say that people invent but only allah jall creates so that's just a little a little note I was trying to find the right word for it at taqdeer Because at taqdeer has a lot of meanings in Arabic It means to estimate, to measure, to decide something But I think the right word here Takhluquna Ifka You invented A lie Is to invent And Allah Azza wa Jal knows best Okay, so that being said We have some more names of Allah Azza wa Jal to cover today And the two that we're going to focus on primarily Are Al-Malik and Al-Malik Al-Malik and Al-Malik so as for these names you know our methodology by now what we usually begin with is we begin by explaining where these names are found in the Quran so as for the name of Allah Azza Al-Malik Al-Malik then this name is found in I think five places in the Quran. From them the statement of Allah Azzawajal la ilaha illahu al Malikul Al Malik. So this is the proof of Allah's name Al Malik. He is Allah the one that there is no God worthy of worship except him. He is Al Malik. The second one, the statement of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, فَتَعَالَ اللَّهُ الْمَلِكُ الْحَقِّ in Surah al-Mu'minun. Al اللَّهُ الْمَلِكُ الْحَقُّ. So this approves the name al-Malik for Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, because as we have stated many times, the only names that we affirm for Allah. نُثْبِتُ لِلَّهِ مَا أَثْبَتَ اللَّهُ لِنَفْسِهِ وَمَا أَثْبَتَ لَهُ رَسُولُهُ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ We only affirm for Allah what Allah affirmed for himself and what the Prophet صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم affirmed for him. As for the name Al-Malik, then this only comes in one place in the Quran, in Surah Al-Qamar, "Inna al-Muttaqina fi jannatun wa nahr, fi maqadid Malikin muqtadir." And both al-Malik and al-Malik, and if we want to include the compound names, and of course. Uh, the scholars differed over whether the compound names are names of Allah by compound names we mean names which are made up of two things like Rabbul Alameen and Maliki some of the scholars affirm them as Sifat as attributes of Allah and some of them affirm them as names if we want to add that then we can add Maliki Yawmiddin and we can add Maliki Yawmiddin For those people who affirm the compound names some do and some don't by compound names we mean it's not one word it's like it's like a uh like a sentence like maliki yawmiddin and maliki yawmiddin so allah azawajal is al-malik and allah azawajal is al-malik and both of these two names come from a single characteristic, a single sifa, and that is that Allah Azzawajal is Dhul-Mulk. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is the possessor, possessor of the dominion, of every single thing. Because both of these two words come from Al-Mulk. And we can add to this Malikul Mulk. Qulillahumma al Mulk. Malik. Al-Mulk So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Is the owner Of Every single thing Every single dominion Every single Object Every single Thing that exists in this universe Is part of the, the Ownership of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And the kingdom of Allah Azzawajal Because as we know Malik is an owner Malik is a king or a sovereign and the two are not as different as they would seem in English they seem very different to say a an owner and a sovereign but the reality of a sovereign is the sovereign is the one who owns everything in their kingdom you know the king is the one who everything in the kingdom belongs to belongs to them and so the essence of Al-Malik and Al-Malik is that Allah Azza wa Jal has Al-Mulk. Bi mulk Blessed is the one in whose hands are the dominion. That everything is within the mulk, within the dominion or the kingdom or the ownership of Allah Azza wa and it means something more than just ownership. So the first thing it means is Allah azza wa jal is maliku kulli shay, Yani everything is under the ownership of Allah azza wa jal. It's within the kingdom of Allah. The second meaning is that Allah azza wa jal is al mutasarrifu fi Al kaun. He is the one who has complete control. Because the next meaning of the king, what's the first meaning of the king? He owns everything. What's the next meaning of the king? The king controls everything. Okay? So the first meaning is the king owns everything. يَمْلِكُوا كُلَّ شَيْءٍ And the second meaning يَتَصَرَّفُ فِيهَا هَذَا الْكَوْنِ كَيْفَ يَشَاءُ he Controls these things however he wants. So he gives to whoever he wants and he withholds from whoever he wants. الملك الملك من من you give your dominion to whoever you want, you take it away from whoever you want, you raise whoever you want, you lower whoever you want, you honor whoever you want, you disgrace whoever you want. You Allah Azza wa has a tasarruf, a complete control, an absolute qadr in the dominion that he has. Nothing can exist and nothing can live and nothing can happen and nothing can be without the permission and the decree of Allah Azza wa Because the kingdom of Allah is not like the kingdom of or the kingdoms of Bani Adam. And that is for a number of reasons. First of all, when you look at the kingdom of Bani Adam, the kingdom is limited. The king doesn't own everything, might own lots, but he doesn't own everything. Second of all, the king's power is not absolute. And one of the most beautiful examples of this is the example of Ibrahim. When Ibrahim had his Debate with that king who said, Ana Uhi wa umit, I cause life and I give death. I cause death and I give life. So he commanded for a man to be brought and he said, Kill him. So the man was killed. And he commanded for a man who was scheduled to die as a punishment, and he said, Let him go. He said, Ana Uhi wa umit, I Bring life and I cause death. What did Ibrahim say? Qala Ibrahim Fa shamsi Min al fa biha min al Maghrib Allah brings the sun from the east, so why don't you bring the sun from the west? So even if the king has a lot of decisions, he doesn't have complete kingdom and he doesn't have a complete decision. Because his decisions are subject to the decree of Allah Azza wa and more than that, where did that king's kingdom come from? It came from Allah Azza wa قُلِ اللَّهُمَّ مَالِكَ الْمُلْكِ تؤتي الْمُلْكَ أمن تشاء. You give your kingdom to whoever you want. So the only reason that king has a kingdom is because Allah Azza gave it to him. And more than that, on Yom Al where will that kingdom be? لِمَنِ الْمُلْكُ الْيَوْمِ لِلَّهِ الْوَاحِدِ Who will the kingdom be for on that day? It will only be for Allah. None of you will come yawm al-qiyamah with any possessions. None of you will come yawm al-qiyamah with any goods. None of you will come yawm al-qiyamah with any Nesab, any lineage, or any bribery, or any way of buying, or selling, or bartering. You will come yawm al qiyamah with nothing except your deeds. Like the Prophet sallallahu alayhi explained to us, that the people will come, ghurla, they will come naked and barefooted and uncircumcised. They will not come with any, Anything to be said, that this is yours, this is your dominion, this is your kingdom. Liman الْمُلْكُ Who does the kingdom belong to on that day? لِلَّهِ الْوَاحِدِ الْقَهَارِ To Allah, al So that is something that we, you know, we reflect upon the meaning of this. So one is a tasarruf, that Allah has absolute control over His kingdom. And if we look at this word al mulk, or if we look at this word al malik, it comes back to three, uh, three things that we understand about Allah, جل, or three things that we affirm for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the first is that we affirm the attribute of kingship and the, the control over the dominion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or for Allah azza wa and that relates to all of the attributes of Allah that relate to His sovereignty all of the attributes of Allah that relate to Allah's sovereignty from those are Al-Qua Allah's strength, Allah's might Allah's power from them are Al-Izza you know that the might and the honour of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and al-Qudra. You know the ability of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And al ilm, Allah's knowledge, and Allah's hikmah, Allah's wisdom, and Allah's mashia, Allah's decree that happens on this and that nothing can happen except by it. And complete control. And al rafa this kindness and al rahmah, this mercy that Allah Azza shows towards His creation, and Al hukm the fact that Allah Azza has the right to legislate what is in this world, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the right to decree what happens in this world, in the heavens and in the earth. And that is, all of those attributes in reality can be summarized by the word Sovereignty, by the word Al-Mulk or by the name Al-Malik. Because who is Al-Malik? Al-Malik is Al-Qawi, Al-Aziz, Al-Alim, Al-Qadir. This is, this is who is Al-Malik. Al-Malik is Al-Qawid, the, the most powerful, the most strong, the most mighty. Al-Aziz, the almighty or the, you know, the one who has Izzah, who has might and he has honor. And Allah Azza wa as al alim And all of these meanings and Al-Hakim, all of them come back to Al-Malik. Because this is the one who is described as being Al-Malik the the true king or the or the the true sovereign and the owner and the possessor of the dominion malikul mulk as allah jalla said so look how allah links al-qudra with al-mulk allah says allah has the dominion of the heavens and the earth and allah is able to do all things. Notice how? The two are linked. Ya Ikhwani, when we read the Quran, we need to wake up a little bit. Like sometimes what happens, we read the Quran, and we don't see these two ayat, are not these two words are not randomly put together. Allah has al-mulk wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadir, And he is able to do all things. Because that is the description of al-malik. And like the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal, الملك الحق Rahman. The true dominion on that day will be for Ar rahman because having mercy requires first that you have sovereignty to show that mercy. You know, like you talk about, you know, like having mercy, but Allah's mercy is His mercy towards His slaves, towards His servants. And we are his servants because he is al Malik. He is the one who is the supreme sovereign of everything. And like the statement of Allah Azza wa Jalli, لِمَنِ الْمُلْكُ الْيَوْمِ لِلَّهِ al-Qa'har." To who does the dominion belong on that day? To Allah, the one, the irresistible. The second meaning of al Malik with regard to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is that all of creation are his servants and his slaves all of Allah's creation are in a state of servitude and slavery to him because all of us exist within his kingdom within his domain within his dominion all of us exist within that none of us are outside of that So all of us are owned by him and all of us are slaves towards him and all of us are in desperate need of him and none of us can escape his command and his control and his dominion and nobody can be free of needing him and nobody can be free of Needing the benefit that comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And the giving that comes from Allah azza wa jal Like Allah azza wa jal said Tabaraka alladhee lahum mulkul samawati wal ard Wa ma baynahuma wa indahu wa ilayhi turja'oon. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Blessed is the one who has the dominion of the heavens and the earth And everything that is in between them I mean, Everything belongs to Allah azza wa jal Everything is a part of the dominion of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and to Him, or He has the knowledge of the hour, and to Him you will return. And the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal. Ya ila Allah, وَيَأْتِ بِخَلْقٍ جَدِيدٍ وَمَا ذَلِكَ عَلَى اللَّهِ بِعَزِيزٍ. Allah Azza wa Jal said: O oh, mankind. You are the ones in desperate need of Allah, and Allah is Al Ghani Al Hamid. The one who is free of all need and the one who is worthy of all praise. If He wishes, He can wipe you out, get rid of you completely, and bring an entirely new creation. And that would not be difficult for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah izzavajal said, or told us in the Qur'an, that Allah Azza wa Jal is the one who provides for all of us, that there's not even a single animal that walks on the earth except, that Allah Azza wa provides for it, and provides for us, and that Allah is Al-Sami' Al-Alim. And the third meaning of Al-Malik, so the first meaning of Al-Malik was, the attribute of of al-mulk for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the fact that that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has all of these attributes of power and strength and might and dominion and sovereignty. The second was that all of us are therefore the servants of Allah, and all of us are the slaves of Allah and within the kingdom of Allah and under the command of and the the, uh, creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The third is that the decree of Allah Azza wa is carried out. And again, if you think of a king, if you think of a king, To Allah belongs the highest example. If you think of a king in this dunya, what is another attribute of a king? When the king says, go, everybody goes. When the king says, stop, everybody stops. This is the example of a human being, To Allah belongs a higher example than that. Every single thing exists within the Qadr of Allah Azza Allah Azza has al-mashi'atun His will is always carried out. His will is always carried out. And there is nothing that exists in this world except neither objects nor actions nor events except that they pass through or that they have gone through the stages of Qadr. Allah Azza wa knowledge and His writing and His decree and His creation. There is no object in this world nor is there any action in this world except that it is within the knowledge of Allah and His writing and His will and His creation. And this is one of the meanings of Al-Malik. That Allah Azza decides for His creation whatever He wants. And again, the reality is that a king in this world does not have that level of control. What happened with Fir'aun? Fir'aun said to the magicians, I'm going to do this and I'm going to put you on. I'm going to crucify you to the trunk of a date palm tree. What did they say? إِنَّمَا تَقَضِي هَذِهِ الْحَيَاةِ الدنيا. Do whatever you want because your control is limited to just this dunya. As for Allah جل, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has control of the heavens and the earth. And Allah has the decree that can never be repelled. There is nothing that can, no one that can come after his judgment and change it. There is no one that can repel the bounties that come from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, because Allah Azza wa Jalla has absolute decree, absolute decree. He has absolute qadr and absolute control and absolute decree, Subhanahu wa Taala. And his decree, we can or his his uh, you know his. Uh, his rulings and his decree that we're talking about within Al-Malik, we can divide into three sort of categories. And the first one is that Allah Azza wa Jal has Al-Ahkam Al-Qadriyya. Al-Ahkam Al-Qadriyya. Meaning that every single thing, its existence, its number, its living, its dying, its every moment of its life is within the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second is that Allah has Al-Ahkam Al-Shari'iyah. Allah has the ruling of the Sharia. Allah decides what is halal and what is haram. Allah Azza wa Jal decrees what is right and what is wrong. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspires to us the right way to do things and the wrong way to do things. And it's only Allah's right to decide what is halal and what is haram and we're gonna come to that later on insha'Allah ta'ala and Allah jal has Al-Ahkam Al-Jazaiyah that Allah jal has the right to reward and punish and all of these are a part of being Al-Malik right? because again, you know the concept of sovereignty you know is that the sovereign what does the sovereign do? you know the sovereign has the right to decide what happens the sovereign has the right to decide what's allowed and what's not allowed. And the sovereign has the right to reward or punish. That's what a sovereign does. And Allah Azza wa has absolute qadr in terms of al-qadr or al-ahkam al Qadariyah. And Allah Azza wa has the absolute right to declare what is halal and what is haram, al-ahkam al shar'iyah, And Allah Azza wa Jal has the ultimate reward and punishment, al-ahkam al jazaiyya that Allah rewards and punishes according to whatever He wills. If He were to punish all of us, that punishment would be just. And if He were to forgive all of us, then that is His decree that and bounty that He gives to whoever He wants. So there is nobody who can say, I have an insurance or I have a, 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 a thing against Allah, that Allah Azza wa Jal will not punish me. As Allah Azza wa Jal said, Do you have a guarantee from Allah, a promise from Allah, He's not going to punish you? Allah will never break His promise. Or do you say about Allah that which you don't know? And Allah Azza wa Jal said this in response to Bani Israel when they said, we're not going to be punished in the hellfire just a few days. I said, you have an agreement from Allah for this? Or you say something about Allah that you, that you don't know. So if Allah were to punish all of us, we are His slaves. fa If you punish them all, they are your servants, you can do whatever you want with them. If you put every one of them in the hellfire, you are the sovereign and they are the slaves. You can, you know, you can put them all in the hellfire. And if you forgive them, and we know Allah subhanahu wa taala is al-Ghafur, al-Rahim, ar rauf al-Ghaffar. And we're going to come to this insha taala. And a part of Allah azza wa jal in His mulk, a part of Allah subhanahu wa taala in His in His mulk, is that Allah azza wa jal sent His scripture. He sent down His scripture, and He sent down His prophets, and He guided His creation and he put right the one who was astray and he established irrefutable proof for all against all those people who rejected his message and he placed reward and punishment uh, and a balance on the scales of who would be rewarded and who would be and who would be punished and Allah Azza wa put everything in its proper place Because this is a part of his, of his Qadr subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because at the end of the day, Allah Azza wa Jal has established reward and Allah Azza wa Jal has established punishment. Because he is a Malik. So he has established reward. He has established punishment. He has established and created Jannah and he has created Jahannam. And he has made a people for Jannah And he has made a people for Jahannam. And he has decreed the actions that will take you to Jannah and the actions that will take you to Jahannam. And all of that is a part of the mulk of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he sent down prophets. And he guided us because we wouldn't. We would not be able to be guided unless Allah Azza wa had guided us. So this guidance. And this sending of the Prophets and the books is all part of the reward and the punishment and the balance that Allah Azza has given for us in the sense that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and part of His sovereignty and His Dominion. Ibn Qayyim has a commentary on this Rahimahullah ta'ala when he says, and I'll just I'll just take a piece of it, I won't read you the whole thing, but I'll just read you a piece of it. That he says, Rahimahullahu ta'ala the reality of the sovereignty of Allah is that it is completed by Allah's ata, Allah giving. An Allah withholding. So when Allah gives, this is a, a sign of His His sovereignty. Because it's His to give. He owns everything, so He gives you. And when he withholds from you, this is a sign of his sovereignty. Because he has the right to withhold from you. wal ihana And that Allah Azza has the right to honor a group of people. Bring them near to him and honor them and raise their status. And to lower a group of people. And to make them lowly and disgraced. Allah Azza has the right to do that and the right to do that. Wal والعقوبة. and Allah Azza wa has the right to reward and the right to punish. والغضب والرضا. and Allah Azza wa has the right to be angry with people and be pleased with people. and Allah Azza has the right to show people at Tawriya to like to bring people near to him to make them near to him and to make people, you know, far away from him. And Allah Azza wa has the right to give honor to whoever he wishes and whoever is deserving of and appropriate to give honor to. And Allah Azza wa has the right to disgrace whoever is appropriate and deserving of disgrace. As Allah Azza wa said and this is quoting Ibn who is quoting what Allah Azza wa said in the Quran, qul malik al mulk mulka man tasha wa mulka wa man wa man بيدك الخير انك على كل شيء قدير تورد الليل في النهار وتولج النهار في الليل وتخرج الحي من الميت وتخرج الميت من الحي وترزق من تشاء بغير حساب So let's go through this Allah Malik al-Mulk you give your kingdom to whoever you want and you take it away from whoever you want and you honor whoever you want and you disgrace whoever you want in your hands are all good this is all a description of al-malik in your hands are are all good indeed you are able to do all things that's also a description of al-malik you cause the night to blend into the day and you cause the day in to come into the night or to turn into the night you bring out the living from the dead and the dead from the living and you provide from whoever, for whoever or for, for whomever you wish without any accounting. Nobody's gonna ask Allah, why did you give him and you didn't give him? Nobody's gonna ask that to Allah. All of that is the description of Al-Malik. All of that is the description of Al-Malik. And Ibn Al-Qayyim said, وَقَالَ Taala And Allah عز وَجَلَىٰ said, يَسْأَلُهُ مَن فِي السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ كُلَّ يَوْمٍ هُوَ فِي شَأْنِ he is asked by everyone in the heavens and the earth. Everyone in the heavens and the earth is in desperate need of asking Allah, constantly asking Allah. Every day he is engaged in something, in a creating, in in giving honour, in taking away in you know And he's always involved in or he's always doing uh, some matter of giving something or creating something or withholding something or, and so on and so forth. So that is part of the quote of Ibn al-Qayyim as he talks about the meaning of Allah Azza wa being al-Malik. And this is something which is, you know, a theme which is repeated in the Qur'an of linking his dominion to his lordship. So Allah Azza wa Jal says, لَا إِلَٰهَ fa فَأَنَّا تُصْرَفُونَ Allah عز وجل says, This is your Lord, Allah, who has al-mulk. So it's linking the Lordship to the Dominion. And linking that to worship. And what have we always said? That whenever Allah عز وجل mentions his lordship and his dominion and his sovereignty in the Qur'an he immediately follows it by a command to worship him. So why is it that these people are turned away and blinded away from worshipping him when no one else has that lordship and no one else has that dominion. And the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal اللَّهُ الْمَلِكُ الْحَقِّ La ilaha illahu, Rabbul Arshil Kareem. Exalted is Allah, Al Malik, Al Haqq. There is no God worthy of worship but Him. He is the Lord of the Al Arsh, the noble throne. So look at how Allah links His Lordship which is his creation, and his provision, and his command, and his Qadr, and his Qudra, and his Izzah. And he links that to Al-Mulk, to his dominion, and then he links that to you worshipping him alone, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is because we have to realize, and this is one of the major benefits of knowing that Allah Azza wa is Al-Malik. We have to realize that none of us own anything. Whatever we have been given has been given to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we aren't able to help ourselves, nor are we able to harm ourselves. We're not able to help anyone else, nor are we able to harm anyone else, except with Allah's permission and Allah's help. Because at the end of the day, the reality of the situation is we don't own anything. We don't control anything. We don't decree anything. We don't command anything. And so we have no naf'ah, no benefit, no dar, no harm, nothing except through Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. La hawla wa la illa billah. There is no ability to change anything or to have any power to do anything except with, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is something which is mentioned many, many, many times in the Qur'an and emphasized many times over. And we just sort of talk about one or two of the ayats that give us this meaning. Allah عز wa said, وَاتَّخَذُوا مِن دُونِهِ آلِهَا لَا يَخْلُقُونَ شَيْئًا وَهُمْ يُخْلَقُونَ ولا يملكون لأنفسهم ضرا ولا نفعا ولا يملكون موتا ولا حياة ولا نشورا. Allah سبحانه وتعالى said, they took instead of Allah عاله objects of worship. They have not created anything and they were created. This is number one. لا يخلقون شيئا وهم يخلقون. They have not created anything. These things that people worship besides Allah, even the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu or Isa Alayhi salam or Jibreel Alayhi salam, They did not create anything. And they themselves were created. And they do not have for themselves, they do not own. La they have no mulk in harming or in benefiting. لا Look at how Allah says they have no mulk, they have no dominion in harming you and they have, they do not own the ability to benefit you. Jibreel does not own the ability to harm you. Jibreel alayhi salam does not own the ability to benefit you. That is only with Allah azza wa jal. لا ملك مقرب ولا نبي مرسل no, no close angel, nor any prophet that was sent, has any ability to benefit you and harm you without the permission of Allah Azza wa Nor do they own مَوْتًا وَلَا حياة وَلَا نشور. They don't own death. They can't cause you to die. Nor can they cause you to come back to life again if you died. And someone says, Well, what about Isa السلام, with the miracle of bringing the dead to life? What did Isa say about the same miracle of bringing the dead to life? What did he say? He said, By the permission of Allah. Azzawajal. By the permission of Allah. Azzawajal. And Allah Azzawajal, brings him back to life through that miracle that Isa السلام, did. Allah Azzawajal, is the one who controls life nor do they control when is the resurrection. Look at this. And if we want the clearest evidence for this, let us take the best of the angels and the best of Bani Adam. Our messenger Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the best of the angels Jibreel Alayhi salam. And Jibreel comes to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi And he says, oh Muhammad, tell me when is the hour? What does the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi say? the questioned person does not know anything more about it than the one who is asking. And you and me have no idea. And if Jibreel doesn't know when the hour will be, and the Prophet did not know when the hour will be, then who is it that will know when the hour will be except Allah? If the best of the angels did not know, and the one who put the horn to his lips doesn't know, and the Prophet didn't know. The one who is being asked doesn't know anything about him more than the one who is asking. We know that they don't control an nushur. they don't control the resurrection. This is only in the hands of Allah Azza wa Jalla. And if it's not in their hands, then for certain. All those who are less than them don't deserve it. This is a beautiful principle, by the way. People use it a lot. This principle that if there is no angel that deserves worship, and there is no prophet that deserves worship, then for certain there is no wali that deserves worship, and there is no stone that deserves worship. Because there is no doubt that the best of the people after, or that the best of creation are the angels and the and the Prophets. And the Prophets are the best of mankind. And there's no doubt that after them, you know, the, the awliya, the closest of the people from the, you know, the Sahaba, and the closest of the people to Allah, the awliya of Allah, and so on and so on and so on. So how can you say about someone who worships a stone? What virtue does that stone have if Jibril has no right to be worshiped? So once we establish this, we can use it to cut off worship from all those other things. If we can establish that Jibreel does not deserve worship alayhis and the Messenger of Allah does not deserve worship, then we can very firmly establish that there is nothing else that deserves worship. Once you establish those two things. So they don't control those things as Allah said. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, قُلْ أَتَعْبُدُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ مَا لَا يَمْلِكُ لَكُمْ ضَرًّا وَلَا نَفْعًا وَاللَّهُ هُوَ السميع العليم. Allah said, do you worship besides Allah that which does not own for you any harm nor any benefit? It doesn't control. يَمْلِكُ here is the same word. It has no mulk over what harms you, over what benefits you when Allah is Al Alim. And Allah said, Allah said, Go and make du'a to those who you have presumed. You know those who you have got this wrong idea that you can make du'a to them besides Allah. Make du'a to them. For they do not own the ability to remove the harm from you. They do not own kashf al they can't remove the harm from you. They can't uncover this harm, this calamity that befell you, they can't do it. They can't uncover it for you. wala tahwila, nor can they change your situation from bad to good or from good to bad. They don't control that. They don't have that ability within them. And by the way, this statement, qulidu'u, does not mean it is permissible to make dua to them. This is Tawbeekh, this is Allah saying, if you are going to disbelieve by making dua to them, go and disbelieve. For we have no need of you. And that is not saying that you should do it. And that's like the statement of Allah Azzawajal saying, فَمَنْ شَاءَ, فليؤمن ومن شاء Whoever wants to believe, believe, and whoever wants to disbelieve, disbelieve. Meaning that if you disbelieve, your punishment will be Jahannam. And if that's what you've chosen for yourself, then that's what you're going to get. And not the statement, and not meaning go ahead and make dua to them. But, and that's quite obvious, but something that we should mention. When Allah says that, it's a word of disgrace. It's like Allah Jalla is bringing disgrace upon them. Go on, if you want Jahannam for yourself, call upon whoever you want, besides Allah. Because these people do not have the ability to remove harm from you. And the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal Wama lahum min shirkin, wama lahum Minhum Min Allah Azza wa Jal said, Call upon those who you have presumed that you call upon instead of Allah. They do not control even an atom's weight or even a seed's weight in the heavens nor on the earth. And they do not have any share with Allah in Allah's dominion, Allah's mulk. They don't share anything. They don't have any partnership. They don't own any shares in the heavens and the earth. The heavens and the earth are owned only by Allah Nobody else has any shirk. Nobody else has any shares in it. And they do not have anyone to help them against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person may say, But we we own you know things. I mean I own a house, I own a car. You say no. What you own has been given to you by Allah Azza wa for a time. First of all, it was only given to you by Allah, and second of all, when you pass away it will not go, it will not go with you. So the only thing that you, you don't own anything on your own, you don't have any, you know, it's not like you own the heavens and the earth by yourself, nor do you have any partnership with Allah in owning the heavens and the earth, nor do you have the ability to cause life or death, but in reality all of this is only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. and the essence of that as we've said with regard to all of the names of Allah is this concept of worshipping him alone and dedicating worship to him because if this is the state of everything besides Allah then none of those things deserve any sort of worship towards Allah and there are lots and lots of things we can talk about very briefly you know in the next five minutes or so to talk about how we put this into action and We've mentioned a lot of them, but we'll just recap on a few. So one is recognizing our need of Allah. Because, you know, I want you to imagine that you've got, I mean, everyone has something they need. I just want you to think for a second of something you need, something material in the dunya. So you need a better job, or you need a a new car, or you need a raise, or you need some money, or you need to pay your debts off, or whatever. Everyone has something they want, right? Who are you going to ask it from? Now when you'd imagine that you go to a really rich businessman. Oh, this guy has got millions and millions and millions and millions of dirhams. How would you feel going to that person and how much confidence would you have in asking them for, you know, my 10,000 dirhams to pay my debt or my 50,000 dirhams to buy a car? You know, and the guy just pulls it out of his pocket because, you know, it's nothing to him. And then think about how you ask Allah. What a lot of us find is when we ask Allah, we ask Allah as though Allah has nothing. Or as though we don't believe that Allah will give us. Or we don't fully understand. So you see people begging and putting out their hands and saying, you know, give me this, give me this, give me this. And you know, going to sort of people from one person to another, who's gonna get me out of my problem, who's gonna help me with my debt, and I'm not saying you shouldn't ask people to help you, but just recognize when you ask Allah, you're asking Malikul Mulk, you're asking Al-Malik because Al-Malik is like Al-Malik but with even more emphasis, Fa'il, it's like double the emphasis, the ultimate sovereign, the ultimate owner, Al-Malik, the one who owns absolutely everything. The one who if he gave every single one of us, from the first of us to the last of us, everything that we wanted, that would not decrease from his dominion, except like a drop from the ocean. Does a drop from the ocean actually decrease the ocean? No, more water comes in from the river than the drop that came out of the the ocean. The reality is that if a bird takes a drop out of the ocean, the ocean already has more water in it than the drop that the bird took out. You don't decrease the dominion of Allah in anything. So don't put a limit in the way you ask Allah. A lot of people do this. You know, they say, Oh Allah, just one thing I want and if you give it to me, I'll never ask you again. A'udhu Billah. Ask and ask and ask and ask and ask because you're asking the one who has no limit to what he can give you and don't be attached to human beings and, and and feel yourself like oh you know I have to ask this person and even the way you look at people who have wealth you know like sometimes we have you know you have jealousy and you look with a bad eye and sometimes you know you behave towards people differently because they have some wealth the reality is what do they have in comparison to Allah Azza wa Jal nothing because everything that they have was given to them by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and at the end of the day, Allah Jalla can give you 10 times that. So don't become so hooked up on people. Attach yourself more to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. If you need your debt paying off, ask Allah to pay your debt. If you need some money to buy a car, ask Allah to buy you that car. If you need some uh, better job, a rise for, to get a better job, ask Allah to give it to you. And don't ask Allah like, oh, well, you know, I have to ask Allah because I'm a Muslim and that's what we do and then I'll go and ask my friend at work if he can get me a, a job like this or like that. It doesn't work like that. Ask Allah and trust in it. 100% that Allah is going to give you. Because why would He not give you when He has the whole of the heavens and the earth? And it doesn't take anything away to give. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not stingy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is بَلِيَدَاهُمَ tan. His hands are outstretched, giving and giving and giving. So of course Allah Jalla will give you. Subhanahu wa taala. So don't you know? Sometimes we put a glass ceiling on the way that we act towards Allah and we start saying things like, "Oh Allah, if you just do this for me, I'll do this for you." And you know, like I, you know, I'll start praying in the masjid if you can just give me this. It's just the wrong approach. Ask and ask and ask because you are asking someone who loves to be asked. And pretty much, there's no human being, almost no human being, who loves to be asked. Doesn't matter how rich they are. They don't love to be asked. Nobody loves to be asked. Except Allah Azza wa Jal. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves for you to ask Him. Asking Him is worship. When you say, Oh Allah, give me enough money to buy a new car, this is ibadah. This is worship. Allah loves this. Allah is pleased with this. Allah loves for you to say how desperately you need Him. And Allah loves for you to show how poor you are in the sight of Allah. And Allah loves to give you. So don't, don't feel shy to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I guess one of the things that we learn from Allah being al-Malik is we learn to give Allah his true estimation. As Allah عز wa said, They did not give Allah his true you know they didn't see Allah in the right way. They didn't They didn't imagine or they didn't describe or they didn't see Allah in the way that he should be seen and they didn't Uh, Sort of judge Allah in the way he should be judged instead of that. They said, you know that Like the Jews said The hand of Allah is tied. You know Allah is stingy. He doesn't give very much and All of the other you know things that people said about Allah Azza wa Jal They did not judge Allah with a true judging or they didn't estimate Allah with a true estimation Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is greater than that. Whatever you imagine Allah to be, Allahu Akbar. Allah is greater than that. Whatever, however good you imagine, however noble, however honorable, however merciful you imagine Allah to be, Allahu Akbar. Allah is better than that. Allah is greater than that. You can't, you know, but you see, especially you see a lot of people, you know, like the way that they think of Allah, they don't, ima- they don't give Allah His true due, maybe that's the right word. They don't give Allah His true, what is truly His right, in terms of knowing His dominion and His control over everything. And that tawakkul that it builds inside of you, that trust in Allah Jal. That look, whatever is happening in this dunya, is only happening by the decree of Allah. So whatever I do is happening by that decree. Now of course Allah has put some rules that I have to follow. You know, I'm not allowed to just jump off a cliff and say, well, if you want to save me, you will save me, because Allah has told me not to do that. So instead, I have to follow the rules that Allah has put for me. But at the end of the day, I trust in Allah. You know, I truly trust that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will provide for me and help me and guide me. And even though I I do not, didn't do anything to deserve it. And so this is part of knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Malik. You know, and, and that belief in Qadr, and we'll come to belief in Qadr again when we talk about Al-Muqtadir uh, and Al-Qadir and Al-Qadir and all of these different names. We talk a little bit about Qadr as well, but it is important that we have that belief in Qadr and uh, it's a long topic to talk on now, but it's an important belief. It's not just something that you're not supposed to understand. You have to understand it in order to be able to appreciate Allah as He deserves to be appreciated Subhanahu wa ta'ala and that's all we have time for with those two names Al Malik and Al Malik and inshallah ta'ala we we'll continue hada wallahu a'lam was-salatu was-salam ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala ali wa sahbihi ajma'in subhanak allahumma wa bihamdika ashhadu an ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk